0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we're coming to you
1: live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for one more hour thank you to everybody who locked in from the beginning of the show i get started at 10 p.m eastern time 7 p.m pacific i'm being joined by super producer and host dave shepherd and i'm thrilled and happy that i'm hanging out with you yeah everybody listening it doesn't go without appreciation so whether you're at work whether you're at home whether you're protecting people, helping folks, saving people, delivering stuff. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm glad that you're here with me right now. If you want to talk to me, it's also oh so simple. We got a phone number. It's connected to multiple phone lines, and they work. They can get crowded very quickly, but they work. The number is 855-212-4CBS. That is 855-212-4CBS. If you want to contact me, if you're a human being, if you're a decent human being, if you're not an annoying human being, you can contact me. I am at JR Sport Brief. I hope you've had a wonderful Monday night. I'm going to hang out here with you, like I said, for one more hour and bring you oh so closer to Tuesday morning. Obviously, the big news for tonight, this evening, is the continuing evolving landscape, the standings of the NFL we had a I'd say it's a good Monday night football game between the Washington commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles Washington wins 32 to 21 and after what looked like a hot and fast start for the Philadelphia Eagles by the time we hit the second quarter things started to fall flat Philadelphia didn't score again until the fourth quarter And it was just a matter of watching the game or listening to the game and saying, is Philly going to catch up? Is Philly going to bounce back? And the answer was no. Washington dominated this game when it came down to time of possession. 40 minutes to 20 for Philadelphia. Philadelphia just in this game. They had four turnovers including three fumbles. And and lo and behold, on pretty much the final play of the game, with Philadelphia trying to last ditch and, you know, put out some circus-style type play, even they fumbled that, allowing Washington to score another touchdown. Take a listen to this.
0: So Hertz is going to get the shotgun snap. He drops back to the goal line. He throws a pass to the far side, which was caught by Watkins, who then laterals it off. And then it was thrown backwards and retrieved for a touchdown on a scoop play and picked up on the play by James Smith Williams and a touchdown to close it for Washington. And the final is 32 to 21. The Commanders have beaten the unbeaten, the previously unbeaten Eagles.
1: Well, there you have it, Kevin Harlan breaking it down on Westwood 1. And so this is uh, very simple if you don't understand it. Let me tell you again. I'll I'll break it down for you in simpler terms that are just crazy. Washington had the ball for 40 minutes to Phillies 20. In those 20 minutes that the Eagles had the football, they turned the ball over four times. Philadelphia had three turnovers in their first eight games. Washington ran 81 plays to Philly's 47. Washington also converted 12 of 21 third downs. It's like when they got the football Washington did, they kept their drives going. And so now their record is 5-5. Five and five. Philadelphia no longer perfect. They fall to 8-1. and one. And after the game, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni, he was asked, I don't want to call it a stupid question. He was asked what went wrong. Listen.
0: Yeah, shoot. I mean, that's pretty, pretty simple, right? The three turnovers lost us the game. The time of possession loses you the game. Um, It was, we lost it together. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching. We lost it together. That's what lost us the game.
1: Yeah, just giving a ball away. How you have the rock for 20 minutes. And by the way, Brian Robinson, this man talks about how his leg isn't fully healthy. What is he going to be when he's fully healthy? Because when he has the ball, he is dragging people with him. It's a beautiful thing, A, that he's alive and that he's healthy enough to play football after, after a shooting. I mean, well, damn. Taylor Heineke, I told you, Philadelphia looked like they were going to make this game look easy from the beginning. Taylor Heineke, he spoke after the game, and, and he was thrilled with how they took over.
2: We were on a good good run there for a little bit, and then I feel like we kind of let one go last week that we could have won. And uh, to, to bounce back and, and, and go against an undefeated Philly team at their place, they're undefeated, you know, Monday night football. And for us to kind of battle like that and get a win like this is huge for us. Going to You know, we have a lot of confidence here going on.
1: Yeah, as they should. They've now won four out of their last five games. I'm sure you've seen this story before. Taylor Heineke takes over and, and now the team wins. They go to the playoffs and boom, they lose in the wild card round. But it's small victories. You got to appreciate every victory, right? This team is going through so much nonsense that the players don't have a damn thing to do with. It's all about upstairs, the front office. Daniel Snyder, we know this guy is is hot trash on a summer day. He can't sell the team fast enough. And so good for Washington. Their next opponent, the Houston Texans. The Washington commanders have a chance here at going, five and five or excuse me six and five improving their record they take on the falcons after that the falcons their defense especially that pass defense they don't stop nobody so i'm not here to tell you that the washington Commanders all of a sudden going to turn their season around but their odds of making the playoffs have improved and that's more to be said than, than where they started which was absolute trash one and four head coach Ron Rivera he likes what his guys are doing
3: it resonates with those guys I mean you hear him in the locker room right now and, and the hard work is beginning to pay off You know, things have turned the corner. That's starting to pay off. You know, our young guys are stepping up. Defoe making the plays that he did. The guys on special teams, the young guys that play on special teams contribute making plays.
1: Hey, Taylor Heineke, he's the only winning quarterback that Washington has had since 2018. He has a record of 10-9. and (laughs) You got to find the silver lining, right? You have to. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You know, we've also talked about what this means for the, the NFC. I mean, the top of the NFC. Right now, Philadelphia and the Minnesota Vikings share an 8-1 and one record. And a little bit different having an 8-1. and one Because Philadelphia, in week two, they beat Minnesota, and so the Eagles would own the tiebreaker for the number one seed. We got eight weeks left here in the regular season. 855 2124 cbs Brandon is calling from Arizona.
4: Hey, how's it going? How are you? Very good, very good. So uh, I was just going to touch on the, the commanders. I think there's going to be a quarterback controversy over there. I think it should be Heine- uh, Heineke's team, but – I think they're ultimately going to give it back to Carson Wentz, um, but I mean, with that being said, I still think the Eagles are going to be the number one team coming out of the NFC.
1: You think? Oh well, definitely. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Brandon. I don't think there's a, a quarterback controversy. It's it's very simple. When you've had a turnaround and you're winning, what it, it makes absolutely no sense to put Carson Wentz back out. What would be the justification?
5: I'm not too sure because I was
4: thinking about even using one of them as like some trade options, but you know, we got such a big
5: quarterback class coming out next year. I don't think there's any room for that.
1: Well, the the, the thing is, and thank you, Brandon, for calling from Arizona, the trade deadline has, has come and gone. That ain't happening. Carson Wentz is making about uh twenty twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty million dollars this year. Taylor Heineke is closer to a two million dollar range. And so before we went into the year, Taylor Heineke was asked about the acquisition of Carson Wentz. And Heineke is not a dummy. This is someone who was barely in the NFL a few years ago. He might not even be in the league right now if it wasn't for the pandemic. Here's a situation. Heineke is winning. There is no way in hell if they continue doing what they are doing right now. That you say, hey, Carson, his, his hand is healed. The finger's no longer broken. Here's Carson. Ain't nobody going for that. Look, they showed Carson Wentz on the sidelines. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, damn. This is a miserable fellow. And he has good reason to be miserable. He's always losing his job, whether it's because of his own play or injury. and Somebody needs to give him a hug. Well, he's still getting all that money, so he's fine. Who cares? 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Ahmad is calling from VA. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Ahmad.
3: Hey, JR. How you doing, man? It's me, Ahmad. I'm, I'm I'm smoking a cigar in celebration. I know this season's been pretty, pretty bad, but I'm just – you got to take the victories when you get them, right? And uh, honestly <laughs> – with uh, with Heineke, the way he's playing, man, let's just be honest, Carson couldn't buy a third down earlier this season. And, you know, the big play for me was when, when Heineke took that knee right before the sack, it's as if he knew that that rough-in-the-passing play was going to come, that personal foul. That was a next-level move, to be honest with you. But with that being said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Carson back in, and just for the sheer purpose, the fact that they paid him all that money he doesn't deserve to play i don't know how you go from a from a quarterback that always almost had an mvp caliber season his that one year they made it to the super bowl in philly to what he is right now i mean i don't want to say he's the shell of himself he has that deep third he has that arm that's one thing that Heineken doesn't have but man if you're winning you got to play that hot hand. And, and uh i just i think you just got to take the wins when you get them and and you're right if they get that wild card spot <laughs> Unfortunately, they're probably going to lose the first, first round in that wild card. But like I said, you got to take the wins when you get them. And, and I'm just enjoying my cigar. My lady doesn't let me smoke in the house. So I had to come out and listen in the car. So
1: I can dig it, man. Well, listen, make sure you don't take the smell of the cigar back in the house with you, okay?
3: <laughs> also, I'm sleeping on the couch. You already know.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ahmad, for calling from Virginia. I, I I can certainly relate to what Ahmad just said. Don't take that smell back in the house, man. Yeah, you, you got to take the small victories. You know, it'd be nice one day when when the Washington football team, the commanders, whatever they're called right now, it'll be nice when they actually have a little bit more stability. We know that they were built for that defensive line to light everybody up. They've certainly been able to bring in offensive weapons. They've signed Terry McLaurin. They now have Robinson. Curtis Samuel had some nice plays coming over from the Panthers tonight. But now you need that QB. In the long run, is it going to be Heineke? No. In the long run, is it going to be Wentz? No. And so here you have a Washington football team, which is almost in football purgatory. Like, they are okay. They are average. They are mediocre. And what you want is to find that quarterback who can take you over the edge so you can actually have sustained success and not accidental success. Eight five five two one two four cbs Julio, he's calling from Maryland.
6: What's up, Julio? Hey, I just want to talk about H- Haneke and this win, but, you know, I've been a fan for the last 20 years, and it's been mostly pain, right? So yeah, Daniel Snyder has about- brought the pain. Right, but what I'm saying about H- Haneke and what I hear a lot, because I listen to a lot of sports talk, radio, and everybody's saying, yes, like, he's not the, fr- the host, the typical tall dude who throws the ball, strong arm, but... I don't even think it's about him. If you look at it, look at Terry's stats after he took over. He gets the balls into the guys who can catch the ball and run after that. I don't even think it's about him. I don't even know. All right, he's a good backup, right? Right? He's a good ba- backup. But I feel that he can start and just get the ball. Look, look what Carson did. He never threw to Terry. Never. Until the third quarter, until it was too too late. late you know what I
1: mean? Well, so, Julio, Julio what are you mm-hmm. telling me about Taylor Heineke here? What, what's, your, what's
6: your point? My whole point is I don't know if he's the starting quarterback going next year and on. <laughs> I feel like maybe he can be the right guy to get the ball into the playmakers that we have and we've spent oh, dough on. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the
1: the answer to your first question is is no. I mean, they they already tried and thought that they improved with with Carson Wentz, and we know that that Carson Wentz
6: ain't the guy, and
1: neither no, is Taylor it, Heineke. He, he's I in mean, his
2: head.
6: Well, how but, do but, you know 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 that he's never been given a chance to grow? This is his like what he's been Julio. All right, Julio,
1: what you been doing tonight, Julio? well okay okay. Uh, you you answered enough with that little giggle and that little laugh listen man Taylor Heineke is the guy we don't know he could be he hasn't been given that opportunity and chance to grow look I've heard some stories before about quarterbacks right guys who are barely in the NFL and then they get that chance and then they they win a Super Bowl like there was a guy I heard he was bagging groceries at a supermarket, and the next thing I know, he's the greatest show on turf. He's the ringleader for it. I've heard of him. His name is Kurt Warner.
7: Brenda's husband? Who? Brenda's husband?
1: Is that, is that Kurt Warner's wife's name?
7: Yes, correct, yes.
1: What, you know that from the movie or something? Well, no, she's just a popular figure. Why do you know Kurt Warner's wife?
7: Well, because uh, – well, Kurt Warner did a wonderful job, I thought, calling the game in London, and she was – excuse me, uh, Germany, and uh, this time around, and she yeah.
1: was brought up a bunch of times. Oh, I wasn't listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. You don't listen to
7: the broadcast unless it's Kevin Harlan or Vince Gully. That's fair.
1: Nah, it's like I, I was watching the game in Germany yesterday. Right. But I, I, I saw Kurt Warner. He has, he has many – he is very gray right now. God bless him. Good-looking guy, though. Yeah, good. It's what is that called? The silver fox. And that is a silver fox. Yes, and and yeah, good. Good for him. I, I respect a guy that doesn't dye his hair, unlike uh, many people we see on TV these days. I don't know who you're talking about, but <laughs> of anyway. of course not. There's only one Kurt Warner. Taylor Heineke is not in line. There's not this story. I, I heard. I heard Heineke's story. I don't. It was insurance or FedEx or he was going to be a lawyer or he was going back to college or something. He ain't going to be Kurt Warner. And so you telling me that Taylor Heineke, how do I know that he won't be the guy? I don't know anything. I know what I know. I know I got to pay taxes. I know I'm on borrowed time. That's all I know. I don't got a guarantee for nothing else. But when it comes to Taylor Heineke, I would, I would safely bet, based off of what I've seen, that he ain't the guy for Washington. And I knew this was going to happen. Somebody, a lot of people were going to see this victory tonight, and people were going to go head over heels over Taylor Heineke like he's the second coming. Here, yeah, the best case scenario, let me tell you this. Tonight's victory was great. It was nice. It was. Heineke was average in this game. Did he have some great plays? Yeah, he did. But he was okay. And the best-case scenario for Washington this year is, is just hit the rewind button. From when Heineke and Washington got into the playoffs and they took on Tom Brady. Heineke played hard. He was impressive. He didn't quit. He has moxie. And they lost. That's Taylor Heineke. Washington, congratulations on the victory tonight. You deserve it. Held the ball, time of possession, converted on your, your third downs, kept the ball rolling. Play after play after play, drive after drive after drive, kept going. Enjoy the victory tonight. Enjoy the possibility of potentially making the playoffs. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but you you can't you can't realistically tell me, oh my God, Heineke's gonna you know, potentially be the guy or that Washington is going to do anything. Be optimistic. Be realistic at the same time. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Going to take more of your calls about this Monday night game. I want to take more of your calls on who the top team in the NFC is. Right now, I still believe it's the Eagles. I would be deathly afraid Of the 49ers, and I would definitely still be worried about Tom Brady. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR. Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
5: I appreciate you being the show for the people. I stumbled on your show one night, and I've been listening to it for about two months now. I drive a truck that night,
0: and I appreciate that. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> on the
1: bright side, yeah, yeah, Philadelphia, they lost tonight, but they got the Colts coming up next. yeah Jeff Saturday I guess he'll be on his way to victory number two if the Eagles lose there then I'll I'll start to crap on them but I still think they're the best team in the NFC for now I'd be afraid of the 49ers coming on their way up I am never going to discount Tom Brady the offensive line they still have time to gel with all of the replacements and injuries am I favoring the Buccaneers no they still have a damn good defense. They still have offensive weapons. They still have Tom Brady. There's, there's still time to get things together. But I'm not going to sweat this if you're an Eagles fan. and they, You know, even Jalen Hurts speaking after the game, he talked about what they could learn from this loss. It's
4: the same message that's always been delivered um, after our wins. Same message delivered after our losses. You know, controlling the things that we can come out here today, we, we we didn't do that. We didn't do it. And today it got us. So, you know, there, there's, it, it's very important to control the things that you can, controlling your ball security, um, knowing where the operation of the play is supposed to go, and just execution. Those are all things that we can control, and we have to do a better job of that. Yeah. They'll be okay.
1: 855-212-4CBS. Rob, it's calling from North Carolina. You're on the GR Sport Reach show, Rob, what's up?
3: Yeah, man, I think um man the Eagles defense messed up their game, man. they had it. The defense was being hot headed in those penalties. They they should have um I don't know what they was thinking about, but I think it's gonna be the Eagles and the Chiefs though. That's what I think the Super Bowl's gonna be. Unless unless Lamar Axon Jackson can bounce around,
6: that's what I think it's gonna be.
1: Okay. Thank you, Rob, for calling from North Carolina. Yeah, well, certainly, the the defense, which has been a strength for them this year, uh, allowed the drives to just go on and on and on. A uh, forty minutes time of possession, you'd be hard pressed to see a team, you know, come back and win when you don't have the football. And when they did, they turned it over. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Robert, he's calling from Birmingham. What's up, Rob?
2: Long-time listener, huge fan. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> flabbergasted. I even got on. I'm always driving home from work when I hear you. I just want to call and talk about the game tonight. Oh man, uh, Go for I kind of called it. Okay. I um I you know I'm a huge football fan. Listen to your show all the time. Uh, I was kind of like, man, the Eagles on a Monday night against. Washington, this is where Washington wins. Uh, I Just for some reason, I had a feeling. I was like, man, this is a game that they kind of falter. And, and obviously, the turnover rate, that's just that's how you lose a game. And uh, I actually loved your point about Heineke. Uh, I do not think that he's the guy, but what a hell of a game manager. What a great um, second-string quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, you you have to love how he plays, how he manages a game. You have to appreciate his intensity. He's never afraid of the moment. He's almost like the little engine that could. You want to root for him. And so I I, I think there's an understandable appreciation for how he plays and approaches the game. He doesn't go out there with apathy. He doesn't go out there like, I'm the second string, let me lose my job. He plays hard. And I think that's something that anyone who watches football can certainly appreciate. Uh, I appreciate you, Robert. Thank you for calling and thank you for listening. Hey, thank you. No doubt about it. James is calling from Alexandria, Virginia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. James, what's on your mind?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice hearing from you. Before we get into all that, let me tell you something. No one nationally gave us a chance. No one. All the pundits, all the analysts, all the sports journalists said we were going to get wiped out. We were going to blown out. And I said all week that this team is much better than its record. Technically, we should probably be 7-3. and three. We should have won that Tennessee game when Wentz drove the ball all the way down to the two-yard line and had that unlucky pick, and we should have won last week's game, which brings me back to your point about Heineke. With all due respect, with all due respect, Carson Wentz is the better QB, and I'm going to tell you why. He has the better arm. He has the better reads. He has the better cannon. He knows football. I appreciate Heineke with all his pros. His highs are pretty high, but his lows are super lows. and he almost gave up the game again tonight with his lofty pass when he's he's too short and he can't throw over the, the line he's getting receivers killed left and right. Yeah, he got moxie. Yeah, he got grit. But if it was up to me, if it was up to me, I'm going to go with the guy with the arm, with the can, well, with James, the laser.
1: Are are you are you like Macho Man Randy Savage reincarnated or are you just a, a normal human being?
5: I, I, I would, I'm normal.
1: Oh, it doesn't I say. It sounds I'm like normal. you've had about five five-hour energy drinks.
5: Well, I'm just having a drink right now. I just poured a bourbon.
1: Oh, well, it sounds like you might have a little bit more than that. Are you really confident in Carson Wentz? This is a man who is currently out of action, and when he played, he couldn't muster about more than 200 yards a game. You talk about his cannon. I understand that. And at this – well, hold on. Hey, stop. Thank you. This is also someone who was leading the league in sacks – and now he's gone. And so your confidence in Carson Wentz is placed where and based off of what?
5: Yes. Thank you for uh, giving me a chance to respond, to rebuttal to that. The offensive line is much better now than it was in week two, week three, and week four. People thought that Heineke coming in was going to make things better because he's a lot more mobile that he was going to get out of situations. He just really hasn't scrambled. No,
1: no, no, no. Let's, let's, Let's make this simpler and easier. I'm not asking you about week one, two, three, or four. What have you seen from Carson Wentz over, let's say, the past year or two or three, that you would have confidence in him as a quarterback?
5: Well, I can go back to the Jacksonville game this year, and I can go to the Detroit game, which was week two.
1: You're telling me just, so. You're telling me a game against Jacksonville in Detroit would lead you. I'm giving you three years of life here, and you're going to uh-huh. identify two games against Jacksonville in Detroit that that you're going to well, have I mean, confidence it, it, in Carson Wentz. In. And
5: that he was twenty-seven for seven last season with the Colts.
1: Okay. Let's not well, forget that. Well, 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 James, what you said? You poured yourself a
5: bourbon. Yeah, yeah, about the poor white Russian now.
1: Okay. What's w- up? W- what, what, what type of what, – what bourbon is it? What brand is it? Woodford Reserve. Oh, I like Woodford, but I don't uh, – you're making me not want to drink it. Ooh, I'm, yeah! Yeah, if I'm going to sound like that, no thank you. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS, where you never know. You tune in. And you get the Macho Man Randy Savage.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Long time
0: listener, huge fan. Oh my God, I'm so (laughs)
2: flabbergasted. I even got on. I'm always driving home from work when I hear you. I just want to call and talk about the game tonight.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
1: And that's exactly what we're doing right now talking about Monday Night Football. The Washington Commanders, they get by the Eagles, 32-21. to 21. Washington had the ball for 40 minutes. Philadelphia had the ball for the other 20. They committed four turnovers. What more do you need to know or understand? And so Philadelphia, they take their first loss of the season. Washington now moves to 5-5, five and five, and the world moves on. Philadelphia is still one of the best teams in the NFC. They're 8-1 and one at the top, right along with uh, Minnesota. They have a tiebreaker over Minnesota. And then Washington, they still might not even make the playoffs. And if they do, they're going to get smoked. Wentz is looking out on the bench. He's probably done. Heineke will probably play the rest of the year, and we know Heineke ain't the guy either. Let's get some more of your calls in before I have to roll out. Amy Lawrence is coming through at the top of the hour. 855-212-4CBS. And if I have to think about the NFC, the top teams, if I have to think about the end of the season, I'm looking at the Eagles. I'm looking at the Niners. I'm looking at the Buccaneers. Why? Defense. This team's got defense, and they can certainly still score. Rick is calling from Toronto. You are on CBS Sports Radio.
8: Yeah, thank you for taking my call again, uh, Jr. Uh, sure. Yes, you are right. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC because they have a victory over Minnesota. That we know that at eight and one, both that's possible. The rare reason I'm calling is you made a comment earlier about the Miami Dolphins from 1972-73, and as you know, uh, I noticed the season or 2022. If you, it, it's 17 games. You know, it's 17 games when Miami won their Super Bowl in 1973, January of that year. Yes, and it was only so, a 14-game regular season. Yes, yeah, that, that makes the that's, that makes the league better. Unfortunately, because of Bright holder rules and everything like this, you know, they. You could start the season, for example, in 2022, like January, uh, J- July 24th, and play seven, six or seven preseason wow. games, and you can copy it. So Philadelphia clear copy it. What?
1: You'll you hate it in a few years when we have 18 games.
8: I I really I do hate it because reminds it, rising of the CFL, we have the Great Cup coming up now, and we we do the 18 game schedule there. I hate it. Okay. The CFL is wow. ruined because of it. You're doing, for the you're,
1: game schedule. You're, you're doing a great thing by watching the NFL. Just ignore the Canadian Football League, okay, Rick?
8: Well, uh, Toronto and, and uh, Winnipeg are playing this weekend, so if oh, you want to watch that,
1: the Argonauts it, and and what's Winnipeg? What's their the Blue team? Blue
8: Bombers. Name?
1: Oh, excuse me.
8: The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, and, the
1: Winnipeg Blue Bombers
8: and yeah, the Argonauts, and, right? uh, Who played Beth, uh, uh, Brenda Warner in America, uh, underdogs from Winnipeg. So okay. All right, thank you, Rick. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Have a good night. You too, no doubt. We learned about the CFL tonight. Here, pop quiz, shop. What's the team? Winnipeg. What's the team in Winnipeg? What's their name? Rhinos. You failed. That's all I got. Josh is calling from Alabama. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Josh, what's the football team in Winnipeg called? Josh. Josh failed, too. Keith is calling from Washington State. Maybe Keith actually has an answer. Keith pop quiz. what's the name of the, the CFL team in Winnipeg? For three. And I that know guy. the answer. I don't want to give it away. No, but that, I mean, we, we got one guy who had the wrong answer. One guy had no answer, and the last guy was profane. Yeah, Sheesh. yeah, we dumped that part though. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> Maybe this will be better. Ryan is calling from Charlotte. He, He's Ryan's cla- got this. I, I have faith in Ryan. He's a classy individual, I think. Oh, so he? Maybe, no, this, not. this Ryan is. Yes. No, I don't think so. Hey, Ryan, you're on CBS Sports Radio. How, how's it going, guys? It, it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh well, you paid attention. Thank you, man. What's on your mind? Do you hear me? Yeah, I do. What's up? Oh, man, what Ryan has a crap phone? What is going on here? It's like we entered into the twilight zone in the last, uh, last couple of minutes of the show. I don't know what's going on. Let's try David from Buffalo. Maybe he has a phone that works. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, David? Hey, JR, how are you doing
7: tonight, man? I'm good. How about you? Good, man. Um, Yeah, I want to jump in and just talk about just the state of the NFL right now. I think uh, we really don't know anything. I think this is what the NFL wants. They got a lot of parity. You know, I think this is where you see why these teams put so much stock into the draft and, you know, free agency and every little move could mean the the, the biggest thing when it comes down to, you know, the playoffs and, you know, who's going to make it and who's not. I mean, to me right now, I don't know if there's really a great team out there, you know, in the whole league. I mean, I think there's some good teams, but I think even the good teams have a lot of flaws. I mean, I think we saw tonight Philly is uh, they got a lack of experience, you know, especially, uh, you know, Hertz hasn't played in a huge game yet besides one playoff game. And I think there's just, it's wide open. That's, what's fun about the NFL. I mean, to me, it's so different than college football where it's the same nine or 10 teams every year. This is great for the league. And uh, I think that's why Roger Goodell is still employed and, uh, because parity is good for for football.
1: Yeah, Roger Goodell still employed, making $64 million a year. Good for him, right? Sheesh. And I agree with you. You don't know who the hell is coming out of either the AFC or the NFC. It's just going to be who, get, who gets hot. Like right now, this minute, the Eagles are at the top. Uh, Vikings are there. The Seahawks are in the third spot just because they are at the top of the n f c west that That might not be something that holds up. It would not shock me if the 49ers snatched that from them. I expect the Bucks to make a charge as the season continues on. The New York Giants and the Cowboys uh, by my estimation, they are two wild card teams. You have the Green Bay Packers who are four and six. As much as I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers just kind of hit the skids, I'm not prepared to do that. And and that's the playoff race in the NFC. Then you look at the AFC. The Chiefs are now number one with the Buffalo Bills falling off. The Dolphins are one of the best teams in the AFC. Damn it, they are at the top of the AFC East now with the Buffalo Bills' loss uh, to the Vikings. We know the Titans ain't winning nothing. Sorry. The Ravens is just a matter of getting over the hump. The Jets aren't winning anything. The Patriots aren't winning anything, and and there you have it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Ryan is back from Charlotte, I think.
7: All right, can, can you hear me now, JR?
1: Now I can. Go ahead quickly.
7: Uh, okay, thank you. Um, I, I don't know I don't know who I don't know who I pick in the NFC right now. I I do think it would be probably. I agree with you, probably Philadelphia still. I don't trust – Minnesota's good. They've proven themselves good. Minnesota's good. I don't trust them in the playoffs. And I think Dallas is going to do what they what they do, you know, and, and, and not be able to win. But I, I would have to go with Philly. Kansas City would be my pick in the AFC. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think Buffalo is going to find a way to, to, to let it slip away from them also. But it is interesting this year. It, it, it's hard to pick. It does make me – watch. I, I like watching anyway, but I definitely watch it more now because –
6: there is drama
7: from a week-to-week basis. You don't know who's going to win and what's going to happen, so it has been interesting. But I would have to say Philadelphia and Kansas City would probably be my picks. But, okay. but if it wasn't those two, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Well, let's see how it rolls. Thank you, Ryan, for calling from Charlotte. Darius from New Orleans, you're the last one. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Quickly, please.
4: Jay, what's up, man? I'm going to make this good. We, we should have a fire sale in New Orleans for Christmas. That's all I want from Gail Benson. The Rams' fallout is atrocious. They shouldn't have won it last year. They were sad. And for real, Jr. bro, Tom Brady about to write us a beautiful story and and, and uh and put us to bed. Man, Tom Brady about to run this thing. I just got this feeling, man. Tom Brady about to run this thing and end up a Super Bowl champion, especially with Giselle going. you got going to get him a young girl like uh, Robert Crabb got probably and Belichick got. But. <laughs> But, man, we need a fire sale in New Orleans, bro. We need to get with Andy Dalton. I don't know how we made Dennis Allen a coach when he wasn't a good coach at no stop. Some people just born coordinators, and I think that the Saints head coach is calling plays outside, Andy Reid in Kansas City. Okay.
1: Well, listen, Darius, I appreciate you for calling from New Orleans, man. I'll talk to you soon, okay?
4: Bet that, bro. Be good. Have a good holiday.
1: You as well. Thank you, Darius. They're, in New Orleans, they're trying to figure out whether Andy Dalton or uh, uh, Jameis Winston is, is going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, that's uh, that should let you know where their season is at right now. And before we get out of here, man, just just a lot of love to everybody at, at at UVA, everybody associated with the Cavaliers. I'm sure by now you've heard about uh, the shooting that took place on Sunday night where three students were killed by a, a former – I don't even want to say classmate, a former former teammate. And so I'm sure that more details will will come to light over the next several days and and several weeks. It it doesn't really matter to me when you have loss of life. So much love to everybody associated, tied into the Virginia Cavaliers and the football team. It's the JR Sportby Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The show is a wrap. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m pacific it's very simple i'm here every single weeknight i'll be joined again by super producer and host dave shepherd when we come back tomorrow we're going to talk more nfl we'll look at the afc we'll look at the nfc because now things are starting to get good as we move into the the crunch time portion of the season jr sport show here on cbs sports radio it is a wrap But don't move. Don't go anywhere because Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. Be safe. Be well. Be cool. Be smooth. Don't move. Listen to Amy. Thank you, Shot.